Hello and welcome to this edition of Community Connections. I'm your host, Chuck Curlin. Today we are connecting with Team Children. Team Children is owned and operated by a King of Prussia resident, Robert Toporek. Robert, welcome to the program. Thanks, I'm glad to be here again. Well, yeah, it's been a while. Um, how are things changed? And I guess people who haven't seen our last program, what is Team Children and what is it all about? Well, since uh, I was here about 10 years ago, we've now managed to distribute close to 18,000 low-cost refurbished computers wow. to families, schools, and organizations all over the region, including, including King of Prussia. We've had thousands, literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people volunteering. They've spent, it's, it's hard to calculate how many man hours have been put into that project since I was last year. How did you come up with the idea, Team Children? Where did it all come from? And obviously it's been successful because it's been in operation now for over 10 years. Yep. Well, I my real job, I like to say, is I do something called rolfing, and I am specializing in rolfing babies and children. And I wanted to uh, reach kids uh, that were addicted, being born addicted to crack and cocaine. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, back in the 20 years ago, that was an epidemic. Still is, but it's more undercover than now. And I was frustrated because I wasn't getting anywhere. So I said, why don't I just go to where the problem is? And I picked Ninth in Indiana, which used to be called the Badlands in North Philadelphia. And I had the brilliant idea of setting my table up on the sidewalk and offering free rolfing and massage sessions to anybody that would get on the table. Mm -hmm. And one by one, people started doing that. In the neighborhood at the time, there were more drug dealers and drug addicts actually walking around the street than there were people that lived there. And I was pretty shocked because I had never been in a neighborhood like that. And we did that project for about three years and we cleaned the neighborhood up. There was a graveyard there that was overgrown. Drug dealers actually had tents in there. And I started getting friendly with the people in the neighborhood. They actually got to, we got to know each other. And I started going in their homes and there were no books. So I had a friend that had a, uh, a book company running press and they started distributing, giving it, donating books. And then we got some other people donating books and we got art supply. We, I realized that those kids, you know, kids here get an opportunity to go to camp. Mm -hmm. Kids there get an opportunity to play in the streets. They don't live in houses that are air conditioned, et cetera, et cetera. For swimming pools, they go, they open a fire hydrant which was pretty, you know, and they still do that. This is 2019 and it's still that way. Mm -hmm. So um, I believe in early childhood education and stimulating children early. And I did that with my son. And by the time he was two and a half, he could literally turn a computer on and play Reader Rabbit, Math Rabbit and Language Express, which are all brain-based computer programs. So I like to come up with brilliant ideas. I <laughs> have <laughs> the brilliant idea that if I could just distribute computers to every kid, every family that lived in that neighborhood, that would be a life worth live. Mm -hmm. And uh, a number of my clients, Rolfing clients, were in the computer business, so they started chipping in and refurbishing the computers, and then we're using still floppy disk drives and stuff like that, if you can remember that, oh, yeah. that period of time. And um, a friend of mine worked for QVC, and he got QVC to donate a bunch of computers. And by the time I was done there, I had to stop because my ex-wife got cancer and had to take care of our kid. And uh, But by the time we stopped, every family in that neighborhood had been given an idea of the power and importance of touch, and they had been given books, and they all had a computer. Wow, and, that, and this is where this all stemmed from. Yeah, and then so I then put the project on hold for a while while my ex-wife passed away. And um, 
I was driving around one day taking my son to school. I had an old car that barely worked. I know that people in King of Prussia aren't supposed to be in that economic <laughs> condition, but it happens, you know, stuff happens. And um, I came up, I decided I needed a project bigger than um, having a 10-year-old without a mother, being completely broke, having my practice gone down the tubes. I was working, I was roughing people out of my little two-bedroom apartment. And I came up with this really brilliant idea. By the year 2000, I was going to distribute 2,000 computers I had no business plan, <laughs> I had no funding, I had no backers, and um, I made 40 phone calls. It only takes one yes in life to make something happen. Same thing happened with the project in Nathan, Indiana. People would say, I would say, want to come and help us? And they would say yes. So the yeses all add up to making a big difference. And the no's don't matter. Mm -hmm. And so I got one yes from uh, Ed Brooks from Pittsburgh. He gave me a building in Jeffersonville. I never met the guy before in my life. Called him up on the phone. After 39 people said no, he said, yes, I think I have something. He donated a building in Jeffersonville and we went, I had some computers left over from, that were sitting in a storage bin. And I started making flyers, got a couple of newspaper stories. We started finding people that needed computers. We started finding volunteers. And by the year 2000, we had reached the mark. Wow, and it's all volunteer based, correct? So, 99%, we have very little funding and very little staff, minimal staff. So we're always looking for more volunteers, especially administrative volunteers, graphic designers, um, public relations, fundraise, fundraising is one of the biggest areas we need volunteers now. Wow, and, and a lot of these volunteers are from the local community. They're all from around here, yep. Wow, that's fantastic. And I guess they get to use this as an experience for if they're, a lot of them I'm, I'm assuming are in school maybe using this or some of them are out of school now? Some of them are, a, a large percentage of them during the year mm -hmm. are senior citizens. How about that? Who actually are don't wanna just sit at home. I mean, they and they work harder for me than they did in their job sometimes. Wow. And then um, on the weekends, it's teenagers from the air local area. We have Springford, Phoenixville, um, Methacton, uh, King of Prussia, all over the, all over the region. Um, and that they do most of the work on the weekends, on Saturdays. And then uh, on the summer time, we have a, what's called a team computer, whatever you want to call it. And um, we have anywhere from 10 to 15, 20 kids a day, every day, fixing computers, learning about technology, learning about communication, learning about making a difference. It's really, that's a gift to give kids the opportunity to bridge the gap between what they have and what other people don't. So a lot of these computers uh, refurbished or do you get brand new computers as well? I wish I'd get brand new computers, but we don't get brand new computers. What we do is we get um, really great computers for the most part. Some of the larger companies, Acme, SEI, uh, Johnson Matthey, um, Lockheed, uh, give us compute. They 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 have to refresh their computers because they have to stay up to date okay. uh, with the new technology. And so they give us practically brand new computers sometimes that we wipe the hard drives off and put a new image on. And uh, is it just hard drives or is it other peripherals? Do they get printers and oh, scanners? Get, I don't want, I used to, we used to get a lot of printers, but I don't want any more printers uh, because 80% of the printers we would get needed ink or didn't work and we not don't have a, any, it's just not worthwhile to spend all that time fixing them. So I'm mostly concentrating on computers, laptops, um, monitors, keyboards, mice, power cords, the essentials of a computer. All right.
Yeah, because you said you were, you, were, you were providing these computers for a lot of low-income people, and they benefited from it. Can't tell you how many, 18,000 so far. Wow. And that represents about 80,000 kids. That's fantastic. And what happens is that they get to advance their academic, their mm -hmm. economic, their social, and physical futures by having access to one of our computers. As we went to break, Robert, we talked a little bit about what Team Children and what it's all about. I, I, the one question I'm curious about is, the um, it's a volunteer base, it's a 5013C operation. Getting funding and people in the volunteer, how difficult of a task is it? Getting funding is one of the hardest things I've ever done. And I would say if there was any area that so far I failed to be successful with, it's really generating the substantial funding that we need to really expand what we do. I think there ought to be a team children in Allentown and Harrisburg and throughout the state because it gives the volunteer basis. We've given so many kids an opportunity to learn about technology, to learn about community service, to learn about um, working as a team, to learn about communication, setting goals, and doing diligent work. I, one of my analogies is, you know, if one thing doesn't work on the rocket ship going to the moon, it's going to explode. So you have to treat this like it's a critical job that you do everything thoroughly. And kids love somebody teaching them about that. Um, and right now we have a certain amount of volunteers that are kind of like adequate in terms of fixing the computers. We don't have enough administrative volunteers. We don't have anybody. We have one person um, from Audubon. She's a 70-year-old woman, Sandy, who comes in two days a week and puts things in QuickBooks. So we need more help with accounting and we need more help with, uh, I need somebody who really knows how to use Excel because our databases are so <laughs> bad off. It's, it's almost embarrassing to let anybody know. And then we don't have anybody working on fundraising and we could use somebody working on fundraising um, and public relations and, and keeping our media list up to date and communicating. But because uh, every day at Team Children is another opportunity to share a great story. And I was telling you earlier about a teacher from Philadelphia whose wife is dying of cancer and he doesn't know from one day or one week to the next whether he's going to have enough money to pay his co-pays. Mm -hmm. So rather than having him pay an administrative fee, I ask him to take our flyers back to his school and tell the school about what we're doing. I don't usually do that because I like to give people a hand up and not a handout, but every once in a while there's exceptions. There's a family here in King of Prussia that uh, uh, six, she's 16, the boy's now 14, and the other kid is probably about 12 now, mm -hmm. and they didn't have a computer. And they're in high school in King of Prussia, and they couldn't get their work done. We gave them a computer, a printer, they're like set up. Um, a woman sent me a letter recently that she has a niece in Florida mm -hmm. that is waiting on a heart transplant and her wish was to get an Apple laptop. So we're working on getting her an Apple laptop. So um, that's pretty much how that goes. And um, it's not easy right. <laughs> running an organization on volunteers because you never know from one day to the next who's gonna show up. So it's not like having employees that you're not gonna be here every day, mm -hmm. but pretty much we have a group of people that we can count on on Wednesdays, group that we can count on most Saturdays, and then Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays, it's kind of like as is.
Um, we have relationships with Pathway School. Mm -hmm. We have relation. We had relationship with um, Chester County Intermediate Unit. We just don't have the staff to work with that anymore. I'd like to get that going again. And they would bring us kids in the Asperger syndrome that they want to give job skill training to. And we've been doing that for years and years. And so kids who ordinarily are unemployable mm -hmm. come spend time with us. One kid from the Pathway School was so great that he ended up getting a really great job when he graduated the Pathway School in technology. Wow, that's fantastic. So uh, a lot of the volunteers have to have some type of computer knowledge. To... Actually, they don't. Oh, they don't. <laughs> and some of them do and some of them don't. We have so many volunteers that have technology skills. We have enough people like me and, and my administrative assistant now that know enough about the admin part that you don't really have to know that much. You just have to have a heart and be competent and want to help and then we'll train you in any aspect of whatever we need you to do. Well, yeah, what kind of training is there? Here's a computer, here's a mailing list, here's labels. These these this mailing has to go up, put these labels on this on this uh, envelope this way. Um, and there are monitors that need to be cleaned, there are cords that need to be separated and you just train somebody to do that. Wow. Are, are, are a lot of the computers that you get like uh, damaged beyond repair or? Yeah, and those we just scrap. We take the RAM out, we take the hard drives out. We get money for the scrap. If we uh, collect enough and we get paid by the pound, like 10 cents a pound, eight cents a pound, 30 cents a pound. So we have some, some people who are certified recyclers that we work with that take the stuff away and we get, this is another way that we generate some funding for the project. And the project is based out of Audubon, Pennsylvania, right? Right out of Audubon, about 10 minutes from here. Yeah. And like you said, it varies on different days on how many people you're coming in. Is there uh, one day that you, you're guaranteed to have at least 15 volunteers that you know you're going to get a lot of work done? Usually Wednesdays and Saturdays. Okay. Yeah. And and now you're saying you have a surplus of computers. How are you going to get the word out to get, to get them out? If you know somebody that needs a computer, mm -hmm. if you know a family, if you know an organization, if you know anybody, if you know a school. Uh, what I actually am committed to doing is finding some schools like Bridgeport Elementary School has some really challenging um, academic conditions there. Mm -hmm. And so far we haven't been able to crack the code on the school districts, but we'd like to work with a school, give one classroom, give their parents, a find somebody to fund this little project, give the parents a reduced fee for the computers, but have the parents have to be go to workshops so that we can show them how to use the software and we can stay in touch with them so that we can actually track how they're using it, what they're doing. We have over $500 worth of amazing educational software. There's a guy in Hong Kong who's donated his software to us. Mm -hmm. We put it on over a thousand computers, but we have no documentation on how it worked. We don't have any documentation whether people use it or not. So that's another part of the project that we, I want to deepen, and we need manpower to do that, where people actually make phone calls. Hey, how's your computer working? What did you like? We have a survey that we just sent out to over 100 people. We got two of them back so far. It's not a high, right. not a high return. Right. So, uh, And somebody came and brought a computer in to be repaired. From time to time, we repair people's computers. And they've had it for three years. And it was a school in West Philadelphia or an after-school program in West Philadelphia. And it worked for the last three years until now. And that's usually what happens. We have what's called a continuing membership plan where 
we guarantee the computer for 30 days. After that, if people pay us $5 a month, if their computer breaks, we'll fix it and replace it. Oh. Where are you going to get a deal like that? Yeah. Not at Best Buy. No, no, not at no. all. That's pretty good. Is internet access required for these computers? Or you said there's- they, they will work with that. All of the, almost all of our laptops are now wireless. Okay. We've been really blessed by um, Wawa, Acme, um, Lockheed, SEI, uh, John Sabathy, and a few other companies have been donating really pretty high-end laptops, and they're all wireless. And so we, and then all, for $10, you can put a wireless card in a desktop, and it's wireless. Almost like a card like you'd put in a, a phone? A little USB stick. Really? Yeah. Wow. And so it's used wherever. It's, so it's a mobile use, device? You can use it wherever, right. That's not bad. No. And with a computer, with a desktop, people get the monitor, the keyboard, the mouse, and every computer comes loaded with over $500 worth of software. And we're a Microsoft-approved refurbisher, so we can put Windows 10 on every computer. And Robert, um, you know, you gave us a little bit of a background and obviously what details are involved with Team Children. Where did the idea come from? There must have been something in your background that said, hey, this is something that I can put together to make this thing work and on a different level? Well, I was in uh, Vietnam, and I was there in 1965. We were the first Army ground combat troops to go to Vietnam. The first African-American to be awarded the Medal of Honor in the Vietnam War was um, an African-American kid named Milton Olive. He was in my squad, and he ended up jumping on a hand grenade and blowing himself up. He saved four other people, and the citation reads, Beyond the Call of Duty. I helped put his body back together and carry him out of the jungle. Then for a reason I'm not going to go into, but it was not the brightest reason in the world, I ended up staying there for a second year. And they say that God works in mysterious ways. Half of our squad had been killed or wounded during that first year. And our first sergeant said, you're not going to stay in the field while I'm here. So he sent me up to headquarters and I ended up being the non-commissioned officer in charge of what was called our battalion civil affairs program. I had a group of wounded soldiers, mm -hmm. and um, we used them to build schools, playground, a playground. We built a health center. We fed an orphanage, um, and it was all kind of by the seat of my pants. There was no manual on what to do. They said, here's your Jeep, here's your hood, your hut, here's your men, uh, this is what you need to do. <laughs> and so little by little, I learned how to scramble and scrap and and um, and manage manage those guys that you know would under ordinary conditions be slackers, but they weren't. They were great guys. He we showed up every morning and went to the village and worked hard and built the, built these uh, buildings. So that kind of shaped my oh and 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 there were kids there and right. they were being taken care of by each other. Wow. So I was really enamored by the resiliency of children, especially children in hard conditions. Mm -hmm. So one thing led me to another and um, you know I went to Nathan, Indiana and that's where it all started. So uh, um, the very first computer we distributed was to a family at Nathan, Indiana. We gave them over the years about seven or eight computers. They have a kid who at the time it was too dangerous to go out and play. So he used to stay in the house and play on his computer with the software that we gave him. He graduated Millersville University. How about that? He's the first kid in their family to go to college and graduate. Mm -hmm. And he's one of the first kids from that neighborhood to 
go to school and graduate. Here, we take going to college for granted. It is not happening at night in Indiana, right. in places like that. Right. How about that? That's uh, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's, it's going to say, like, people that you've, if you have any background on people besides that, like, you've, I'm sure, given out, what, 18,000 computers? How about somebody nowadays that might want to upgrade because this technology is already moving well, on? What do you do? Well, one of the things we're working on is getting somebody that knows how to work with databases so that we can, our, our files are just a mess at the moment. And we're way we're like using Windows 3.5 when <laughs> we need to use Windows 10 in terms of database uh, information. And so we're looking for people to volunteer to help us with our databases. And that way we can reach back into the people that we've given computers to and let them know that, hey, we're still around. We got these computers in. If you want to upgrade your computer, you can come upgrade your computer. And um, so that's a major challenge. Right. Um, and then one of the things we want to do is um, Say, I love what we've done. I'm enamored by the letters we get. I'm pretty clear about the single mother that has raising her three children. Um, there's a grandmother that came in recently. Her daughter was in jail, incarcerated, mm -hmm. and she was raising her grandchildren, and that's why she needed a computer. She came in recently to upgrade her computer and get another computer because her daughter's now out of jail, doing really well, and so are her kids. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, it is. Yeah. So we could expand that. I, I, it costs a whole lot. I've, I've put a lot of time, energy, and my own personal money into keeping this going. It's not a model that can be replicated because I don't know too many people that are willing to live on the, on the skinny branches that I've lived on. So for a couple hundred thousand dollars a year, we could duplicate this project in Allentown, in Pottstown. We could have it in every sort of district in Philadelphia. And we could just dramatically impact what we're doing, not only around here, but throughout the state. If it's done throughout the state, would, would the government fund any of these projects since it is a... Here's the problem uh, with the government. They don't recognize that there is a digital divide. They don't recognize, and I've done a somewhat poor job of getting to explain it, that there's a direct relationship between people having access to technology and whether they can do their schoolwork or not. Believe it, there's a kid I kind of remember in Bucks County who couldn't do her homework because she was in high school and she didn't have a computer. I got hundreds and hundreds of letters of kids that can't do that. And then when they don't have a computer, that adds a tremendous amount of stress to their families, which impacts their health and well-being because they have to stay after school. They have to go to a friend's house. They only get a few minutes in the school or the library. Libraries are closing and don't have access to computers. So it puts a, a tremendous amount of stress on a family that's already under a lot of stress economically. Um, and, you know, when people walk in, they walk out, they walk out a lot happier and they stand up straighter because yeah. they feel better. Do you get a lot of success stories uh, from people that have benefited from Team Children? We're not doing a good job at getting them. So we're not, we don't have a staff so we don't have any follow-up. We just sent our survey, but you have to really call people. And this summer, oh, actually in May, beginning the 13th of May, I'm gonna have some kids, five kids from Phoenixville. They're gonna spend three hours a day till the end of May, and we're gonna put them on the phone, calling people and doing surveys on the phone. 
And then during the summertime, we're going to have kids doing surveys on the phone. And then whatever way, if we could get somebody to fund that project to, you know, to do that, that would be great. And one thing I've started doing with the volunteers is insisting that if they want to keep volunteering, mm -hmm. that they write me a letter and tell me what they're getting out of volunteering. Wow. And over the last couple of weeks, I've gotten some of the best letters I've ever read. And some of what they say in their letters, I had no imagination. I had no idea that we were having that deep of an impact on them. So it's really great. So th some of the letters are basically stating that they're having a lot of fun, they're enjoying it, it's giving them a lot of self-fulfillment. And, and, they're, and they're beginning to understand what they can do with themselves in their lives that they didn't even think they could do. Yeah, because I think you mentioned somebody that was in the program that used the skills uh, by fixing computers to move on to graduate from college and get a nice job. There's a guy here from King of Prussia who's on the Asperger syndrome. Huh. He started when he was 13. He did not have very good social skills, but his brain was brilliant. <laughs> and a lot of kids in the Asperger's syndrome are really brilliant, right. but they don't have social skills. So he stayed around me for about seven or eight years, and he ended up graduating Westchester, I think it was, and now he has a job. He's making a whole lot more money than I do, more money <laughs> than I do. And, you know, I'm glad. And I have, there were a couple kids from, uh, Norristown that were from Vietnam. Their parents didn't speak a word of English. They went to high school on computers from team children. All four kids have graduated college and are now have great jobs. That's unbelievable. It is. So someone that wants to volunteer or uh, get involved to pick up a computer, how would they go about if doing If somebody something? wants to donate money. <laughs> okay. Somebody wants to donate money. <laughs> somebody wants to donate money or volunteer or help us distribute computers or they need a computer, all they can do is call us at 610-666-1795, go to our website, which is www.teamchildren.org, or email us at teamchildren at teamchildren.com. And it's a simple process. They write a great letter telling us why they need a computer. They pay a small administrative fee, anywhere from $100 to $175. And they have to come to our office and pick up the, our technology center, pick up their computer. And if we have anything for them to do, like stuff envelopes or test monitors or do something, we ask that they be willing to volunteer for an hour or so. So and nothing then, shipped out? That's no, well, do, we actually do ship computers out. We've shipped them all over the country. Oh, okay. We've actually had computers. We just had somebody come and get seven computer, 10 computers that went to, Kenya. Oh, wow. And a school in Kenya now has 10 laptops. That is fantastic. Well, Robert, I'd like to thank you for being our guest here today on Community Connections. Well, thank you. From all of us here at UMGA-TV, I'm Chuck Curlin. Thank you for watching this edition of Community Connections.